against the law. It's part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, and degenerate trifecta Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlor kid. What is going on, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How you doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? That was a fun... Oh, sorry, I yeah, cut you off, brother right. Brian, but you're you're the one I want to talk to the most about uh, last night's game, Raiders, Chargers. Rough night, Brian. Your Raiders, they they showed some life. It looked like they were dead. They could, you know, tune out after 21-0, but then all of a sudden, 21-7, 21-14, I saw them like plus 5-10 on the money line. I got excited about that and my plus three and a half, and they fell apart again. Yep. Uh, I still I still feel sick. Uh, I couldn't sleep. Uh, I don't know. It was a weird game. I, I still feel like I'm shaking from it. Uh, you know, usually like you're down 21 nothing. You're just like, it's a give up game. You're done. I just felt like there was a couple key plays in that game that we really botched offensively, defensively. Gruden coached that game early on like it was the, uh, you know, like a 1990s game. Uh, just really frustrating. Uh, but the good, the taunting call was good. A lot of them aren't, aren't on, but that this was a good one. This is, uh, you know, uh, hopefully it sets some of these players straight of what they know when they could celebrate, when they could drop a ball and when they can't. Yeah, it sucked. And it sucked for us. We all had over everything. I think I had an adjusted over for car, like 315 yards. He ended up with 196. Even Herbert was, uh, nothing like 222 or something. That was a bummer to watch. Yeah, my pick, really my was. pick was better. I had Edwards over 35 and a half. One, one for four yards. One for four you know, yards. we went over this a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> like who was going to be the last remaining undefeated team. And it's the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. I don't even know what the odds. No one no one jumped at it. You would have had to predict a, an upset over the Rams, which happened, and they beat the Jaguars. But what would you have gotten, like 15 to one? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, to start the season, yeah, more than that for sure. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah even but even just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, 51 yeah. for sure. All right. Well, it, we'll push on. We'll, we'll be all right. We have a big show ahead. We're going to go over the baseball, the wild card games. You got that. You got the Yankees to look forward to tonight. Isn't that great? Yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess so. Poor brother, Brian. I, you know, Poor the thing brother. that really sucks, Al, is like defensively, I, you know, I thought, you know, we gave up a couple big draws and run plays, but defensively, I think, again, we, we played really well. They, they kept us mm-hmm. in it. They made some big plays, but. God damn it. We just we had some yeah. really questionable short yardage plays. Yeah. Uglier than a Mark Davis haircut. Some of those defensive <laughs> plays right there. Like I said, we're going to go over uh, baseball. Uh, Tyson Fury is going to join us. Well, he's fighting Deontay Wilder. T-Mobile Arena Saturday night. We'll go over those odds. And we have, oh, we have some football to get to. So let's do that now. We have on FanDuel, they have who will be the leading Rusher, or who will have the most rushing touchdowns? And all of a sudden, crowded field. Well, I guess after week four, it'll be crowded, but it's fun to look at. All right, let's take a look at some of these. I mean, it's endless with FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash against all odds. All your betting needs are taken care of there. But um, they have props out for regular season rushing touchdowns. And I'm not just trying to get under Harry's skin, but Sam Darnold leads the leader of the <laughs> clubhouse with five rushing touchdowns. We're going to try to pick a winner here. Derrick Henry, uh, Connor for Arizona, and Zeke have four. I'm looking at the numbers here. Henry favored plus 220. Zeke and Chubb, six to one. Darnold, 40 to one, Harry. Mm. You should bet Darnold. Just do it. That's a fun bet. Darnold to have the most rushing touchdowns. Thanks a lot, Dallas, for allowing two. First off, the first touchdown they allowed rushing. He ran the same play against the Texans. So Dallas 
the fake to the running back and ran yeah, it in. Cowboys defense stinks. They're Dallas. not paying and attention. Also yeah. gives up that 20-yarder. Yeah, come on, Dallas. I thought you were supposed to have this great defense all of a sudden. They don't. They don't. Uh, Don, and all those other defenses. That's just, Don it's is also, rushing again. Oh, good. It's a Gave great read. It's a great time, read by Donald. He doesn't have to. He can give that ball. He sees where the defense is. He pulls it and he goes. It's just a great read. He's playing, he's playing a very good quarterback. And he's only 23. Yeah. He's only 23. He's a, he's a very good running quarterback. Okay, right <laughs> okay. now. Yeah, very good running. See, he's very sarcastic. I'm going with Zeke Parlick. I think six to one is too high. I get yeah. it. Derrick Henry is going to get 30 carries or whatever, especially when their receivers are out. But Zeke is back. Six to one is too high for a guy who has one off the lead. And let's face it, yeah. Darnold's not going to end up with 18 rushing touchdowns. Uh, it's just not like that. Um, I'm going six to one. He gets the ball enough. He gets the ball enough down low. The team is going to score a lot of points. Uh, I'll take it. I know you like that too, but you're going for a, a long, long shot. Yeah, here. I'm just going to take a long shot here. So, I mean, you know, really the smart money is on Henry. I uh-huh. just worry about the amount of carries he's had so far this year. It's a tremendous amount. Um, uh-huh. the, I think smart money is on Zeke. This team's going to put up a lot of points at six to one. He seems to, you know, he's on that pace out where they feel like they're going to get him into the end zone almost once a game, right? I, I just feel that way about him. I'm going to take a guy who's under the radar now, but in the last week or so is starting to step up. He didn't even play in game one for a multitude of reasons. Just Zach Moss of the Buffalo Bills at 50 to one has scored three goal line touchdowns here in the last three games. Powerful back. The Bills, like the Cowboys, put a lot of points up. At some point, you don't want Josh Allen scoring on the goal line all the time, right? Last year, he had a bunch of touchdowns around the goal line. They got to right. protect him a little bit more. Singletary isn't really the back that's going to be the goal line back. I'm thinking maybe Zach Moss could be right in there towards the end of this at 50 to one. I'll roll okay. the dice on a guy that on a team that scores a, a lot of a touchdowns and a guy mm-hmm. who pounds the ball and he did it in college and he's starting to do it now. Not bad. That's a good payday if it wins. Brother Brian, you have a long shot one. This one annoys me, though, because I have Chubb in like three of my uh, 11 leagues here. And so every time he he scores and he flexes and he celebrates and everything else. But you're going. Yeah, like I I just I saw the odds of 41. I thought it was pretty good. You know, obviously, Henry is going to be around at the at the end. But I think, you know, obviously, touchdown rushing touchdowns versus rushing yards. uh, You get a lot more value there. And there's there's a lot of variables with with rushing touchdowns. But you may not like Hunt here because he's splitting carries, but he seems to be the man that on the goal line, right? Or late in games, you always seem to see him. He's really hard to stop late in these games, especially when they need a big run. Again, I, I this is just the type of guy I wouldn't be surprised if he scored a touchdown per week um, running the ball. So yeah. I just thought 40 to 1 was pretty great odds for him. All right, Harry, you're going with the longest shot too. Guy, uh, you're, you have big plans to go through his trash, I think, living uh, right there. <laughs> In the Phoenix area, Connor. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Cardinals. James Connor, free agent pickup for the Cardinals. Uh, it's been fantastic at twenty to one. He's got four this season. We're getting 2018 with the Steelers. He had twelve. Uh, Cardinals have so many different looks on offense. They've been fantastic. They've looked to him so far in the uh, in, in the red zone and, and inside the ten. He's gone back to back games with two touchdowns each and rushing, and it doesn't mm. hurt that Arizona is averaging 35 points. There you go. All right. This college football season. Now that was pro, but a lot of these guys played college ball and it's in full swing. You can make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers get a $10 parlay bet bonus just 
place a $20 parlay bet and get a $10 bonus win or lose. I could suggest it's it's asking me to suggest um, some teams. I would say maybe not Notre Dame and maybe not Wisconsin. <laughs> so I would go the other ways. If the parlay is at least four to one odds, you could take advantage of this offer. Yes, easy mm. to use, live betting, fast withdrawals, odds, boosts, and specials every day. Some super boosts each weekend around the biggest local and national matchups. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up today with promo code against all odds to also receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code against all odds so they know that I sent you. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, and the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, baseball playoffs. This is a fun Mm -hmm. one. Tuesday night. I'm glad I, I could, I can honestly say I'm glad the Mets aren't winning and I don't have to worry about this. I mean, you guys are going to take many, many years off your lives here watching this Yankees <laughs> Red Sox. It's in Fenway park. The Yankees are still favored minus minus one twenty, plus one Oh two. The other way for the Red Sox, you got Evaldi against Garrett Cole. I don't know. For months we were talking about this being a wild card game and it was going to be um, sale against Cole, but no sale bar- barely survived. Yes. Uh, Sunday rather. Barely survived against the Nationals. And now we have to pick this game. I'm going to go over four and a half runs to the Yankees. I know Evaldi's good. But over four and a half is plus 102. They haven't been scoring lately. They have six runs in three games um, that, that weekend series. But they have 19 in three games versus the Red Sox. They went over four and a half in five of the last six against the Red Sox. Judge eight for 20 against Ivaldi. Uh, Rizzo five for nine. Stanton has two homers against Ivaldi. Yeah. I think it's a classic four hour game, seven five final. I don't know who to root for. Hate both these teams, but I'm going over four and a half. I'll root for that. Parley kid, this seems just easy to you. Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. Yeah, let's look. Cole versus Ivaldi. I know Cole has not been great as of late, but in his last start against the Red Sox, uh, a little less than two weeks ago, he was very solid. I think he actually was dominant for about the first five innings and then uh, maybe in the sixth faltered a bit. Uh, Evaldi in his last start against the Yankees, geez, uh, about a week ago, seven runs in two and two-thirds innings. The Yankees had his number. I'm not a big Evaldi guy. Uh, I love this matchup for the Yankees hitters. I think the Yankees tee off here. I think Cole... Well, just is just better at minus one twenty two. I'll mm-hmm. take Cole all day at that number, regardless of there how he's go. pitched over the last few starts. You know, uh, uh, I will say, Harry, you, you didn't really defend yourself. And uh, Parley Kid declared the uh, Cy Young race over, um, and now I'm not seeing odds for it. But uh, as of this morning, Robbie Ray still a big favorite to win the yeah, Cy Young. Yeah, he's got there. it. He's got it. Ray's got. He's it. got. It. Yeah. yeah. I knew, I know, I knew Darren was just trying yeah, to. Uh, you I, know, I, honestly, sweat. I don't think. Geez, the way look at any, I don't think anybody deserves it this year from the, in that American right. League. Mm-hmm. Gonna win it with thirteen wins or whatever Ray had fourteen, thirteen wins on the season. You shouldn't right. win it. Kind of like a, thirteen wins. Darren, kind of like when we talked about Darren when we talked National League MVP too, like uh, Tatis 
uh, Harper still kind of weak, weak either one weak who wins this year. it. Stats aren't really that great. I agree with there that. There you go. All right, Harry, what's your prop for uh, for this game? Uh, I know Brian liked this one a bit too, but I'm going to take Raphael Devers to hit a home run at plus 450. Now look, his last four starts for Cole against Boston. Devers has homered in three of them. In those four games, he's got four home runs. I'm going to take Devers at home at plus 450 to hit a home run. He loves feasting off Cole's pitching. So plus 450 is a great mm. value. All right, Brian, you're going against what we say here. You think it's a pitcher's matchup? Yeah. Well, I do love the, De- the Devers one, but um, we're we could say one. Devers. Yeah, Devers, everyone yeah. says Devers. Devers. I don't have to make it like Harry's, Harry's right about this. Yeah, I know. I was yeah. like, can't be right. Uh, but I do like that one because he's, <laughs> you know, he got, you know, he's getting hot. He got hot this weekend too, so he's mm-hmm. just had some luck here. But yeah, I'm gonna follow uh, Jen's advice, which she told us on uh, yesterday's pod. She, mm-hmm. she seemed to like the under here. But if you watch the Yankees the last few games. You'll know that their bats are in playoff form, right? Mm-hmm. And and when I say playoff form, I mean weak rounders and strikeouts. Like, I don't know if we, <laughs> every at bat, it seemed like there was a weak round at the second oh, base. But I think LeMahieu being out is going to hurt the lineup a little bit. Now, I know last time they were, you know, they crushed Ivaldi last week, um, but his stuff was bad. Like, for some reason, he wasn't throwing, you know, his, I think he was throwing like three or four miles per hour less than he normally does. Uh, but aside from that game, he's been good. Now, Cole, Cole, on the other hand, has been a little bit of wild card too recently, but I'd bet a little bit more that he's dialed in in this one. And then the Yankees too. The Yankees have the their bullpen when they've needed it recently has been pretty good too. Yeah. The, the, the certain guys that they need should be pretty tough. So they could go to them early as well. Uh, it might be a little bit different on the Red Sox side, but uh, yeah, I like I just like the under in this game. I, I could see the Yankees struggling to score early in this game. There you go. All right, Babyface, you want to jump in? Other than you have a, a pick other than just your allegiance to the Yankees? I'm with Brother Bry. It's uh, like the under here. It's a, a Garrett Cole gets a fresh start here, and uh, he's been money in the playoffs. This is why they brought him in. I'm, I'm with the under, and also that I'm going to get uh, tremendously drunk if they lose and not be at work uh, <laughs> okay. the next day. So that I, that I would definitely bet. I understand. <laughs> we have a lot of drunks here. Meatballs, spaghetti, a lot of Yankee fans. Uh, uh, roaming around the office here. All right, Cardinals-Dodgers is the other one Wednesday night. Uh, that's tomorrow. This is as big a line as you'll see in the playoffs for baseball, right? So it's minus 225 for the Dodgers at home. What, they won 106 games? Makes yeah. sense. Plus 188 on the comeback for the Cardinals, who were the hottest team in the league for a long time. It seems unfair. Maybe it is unfair. I think it's definitely unfair that the winner of this plays the, you know, especially if it's the Dodgers, has to go and play the Giants. I definitely think they need to reseed. Whole thing, they, I, Dodgers shouldn't right? even be a wild card team, Sal. They should be a top seed. They should be the second yeah. seed. Sorry, the whole thing is screwed up. I agree, and it's not like a cyclical thing. I think they need to to figure that out, and especially baseball needs help, right? You don't want to, you don't want to get rid of this Dodgers team this early in October if you don't have to. Um, I'm taking the Dodgers in the over. You combine that, that's plus one eighty. Wainwright faced them once this year, gave up two runs through eight. I think it's a different story. We watch these Dodgers. They just belt. I feel like they have like three home runs a game when they need them. Betts, Seager, Turner, both Turners, Muncie. It's just uh, rope after rope after rope. You have Gavin Lux. I think he'll be in there coming off the injury, banged into the wall. He's good against righties. Scherzer, I get it, is a little scary right now. Ten runs and ten and a third. Yeah. But I kind of see the same kind of thing that I do in the uh, Red Sox-Yankees game. I think Dodgers come back and win 7-5. Give me, uh, give me the blue. And give me the over plus one eighty. Bry, you're coming. You're taking on. This is an interesting bet. I like this. 
Yeah, I thought I was looking at, you know, they have the race to two, three, four, five. I think they have mm. two to two to seven. Uh, but for some reason, I decided I'm going to take the race to three. With this the is Do- who scores three runs first, right? Race to three with the Dodgers at minus 138. Look, I'm not sure. I mean, I think I, I think I'm with you here on the the over, but I don't I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, Scherzer is struggling his last two starts, but you don't mm-hmm. you know, you'll know right away whether or not he's on or off. Uh, but that being yeah. said, I, I don't think the Cardinals are going to score a ton of runs. I'm not even sure if they'll necessarily make three in this game. But it does give me a little bit of a cushion if Scherzer does struggle early on. I do right. think eventually the Dodgers' bats will uh, will start lighting up maybe, maybe more of the middle of the game, uh, this game. But, yeah, I think this is just a fun one to take here. Minus 138 uh, All right, is pre- pretty good. There you go. Parlay kid, you think that's too juicy a line on the take back plus 188 for the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going to jump on the Cardinals here. Plus 188. Plus 188. So they've been the best team in baseball for the last month, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking that carries over here. Wainwright is the uh, this very, what a veteran matchup here with Wainwright and Scherzer. A little different styles, of course. Uh, as you mentioned, Scherzer's been lit up his last two games. Wainwright's been okay. Uh, at least um, been very good for the whole season and okay as of late, not dominant. But um, I, I look at this is a Cardinals team that's got a, lo- a lot of veterans on it too, a lot of winning ball players. They play great defense. Sal, this team has 21 gold gloves uh, in, in the field here. Now, nine by Molina, but that still leaves you uh, 12 from the rest of the team. They play great defense, they play great fundamental baseball. Year in and year out, that's just what they do. Goldschmidt's been very hot over the last month during this winning streak. Muncie looks like he's out for the Dodgers. That's going to hurt a little bit. Let's go with the hot team. Let's go with the hottest team, even though the Dodgers have been hot all year. But let's go with the hottest team in baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals, to pull, a, I guess what you'd call an upset here. And kudos to the Giants for holding the Dodgers off the whole year. The whole year they held them off. And we had we gave him out a plus three thirty to win that division about a, a month plus a little over a month ago. Parley like, kid, this was insane. Something I found this was like a few days ago, so it's changed since. Although they keep winning, so the Dodgers were forty eight and twenty one since the All Star break. That's almost seven hundred ball. That was their best in a second half since nineteen fifty three. They gained zero games on the Giants over <laughs> that span, go. who were forty nine and twenty two. Wow, see, was Crazy. that worth it? Was that, that was worth it. It was kind of like okay, that Mets you. stat where the, <laughs> okay. the Mets were in first place uh, need the to longest hear about of that. all time uh, yeah. without finishing above 500. It was kind of like that. Yeah, stat. yeah. It was like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one I wouldn't have spent any time looking for. All right. Braves, Brewers. These series are set. Braves at Brewers. What's that? Oh, Harry. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Harry, you're taking a, an easier run at this. Uh, you're banking on Scherzer not being good again for a fourth straight start. And you're taking the cards over three runs. Over three runs, minus 106. You guys mentioned the stats. Scherzer's last two starts, uh, 10 and two-thirds innings, 10 earned runs, 17 hits, three home runs given up. Cardinals, Parlay Kid mentioned hottest team in baseball over the past month. Let's roll the Cardinals here to get over three against Scherzer, who's been uh, struggling doubly. All right. So later in the week, I think this starts Friday, Braves and Brewers. Brewers are home. Brewers are favored in the series, minus 146. The take back for the Braves is plus 124. I'm going Brewers laying a game and a half. So I think they win 3-1 or 3-0 at plus 140. The 3-3 three three against each other this year. 
And listen, the Cardinals got all the accolades in that NL Central for their 17-game winning streak. Brewers, I think, snapped it, by the way. But Brewers have been in first place since June. Corbin Burns, a 2.29 ERA. Brandon Woodruff, 2.56. Yeah. Peralta, 2.81. Dominant all-star closer. Josh Hader has uh, yeah. 34 saves out of 35. They have the pitching. They picked up Eduardo Escobar in July. Harry from your uh, Diamondbacks there. 28 homers, 88 ribbies between the two teams. Lorenzo Kane hit almost 330 in September. And this is all with Yelich underperforming. Uh, I get it. The Braves have Morton and Max Free. They're going to be tough uh, to, to beat. But I think the Brewers just win close games the first few. Um, and I yeah. like that. I know Parley Kid, Brother Bry, you also like Brewers 3-1, to one, which is a different yeah. way of doing this. Oh. Plus 410, Parley Kid. Yeah, I didn't know Brother Bry had that too. Um, don't uh, one one thing. So you really hit the hit on all bases right there with this pitching staff. Three very good starters, a good bullpen, a healthy lineup compared to the Braves. I mean, the Braves have battled all year without some of their best players, but I think this is the time of the year where it come back comes back to get you. The Brewers are fifty and thirty one on the road this year, Sal. An actual yeah. better road record than home record, but this crowd will be fired up at home. Uh, and I just think this Brewers team, it's their time. They've really been, I feel like they've coasted all year, right? They've just been in first right. place most of the year, just playing ball, winning games with this good staff. I'm a little worried about Peralta. He's not been as great as of late. And so yeah. let's let's have them win for our old pal, Mike Vassallo. Remember we called oh. him Gil on the softball team, who was right. the head of media relations for the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. Right, so let's let's get him a ring maybe this year, unless it's against the Yankees. Let's root for for Mikey's no, Brewers. No, that, yeah. Especially we're rooting for Mikey's Brewers. Yeah, I have a whole family out there, my wife's side, rooting right. for the Brewers. Yeah, it'll be fun. I've run out of teams to root for here. Brewers, three to one. Bry, you have anything to add to? You also say they they win. It yeah, I like the Brewers. I mean, they have just they do have that great trio, and and like Parley like was saying, Peralta has struggled, but uh, he's just got great stuff. Um, but. I, it's possible. I mean, I just feel like the it's maybe the NL East was just really down this year. Although I, I, I got to give credit to the Braves for for pulling that out with some of their injuries. But even the Braves, again, like Parlika was saying, the Brewers have been on great on the road. The Braves haven't even really been that good at home. Um, just think they're the better pitching staff. You know, like you said with Hater, um, it's unfortunate their one other setup guy had gotten hurt too because that that would have helped. But I've been underrating Brewers all year long, um, and. I don't know that the Braves bullpen has been pretty awful as well. So yeah, I, I, I really like, I did like your plus plus one forty. I wanted to jump on something a little bit different here. And I think this gives good value. I, I think that the Braves should sneak at least one game in here. So plus three eighty, I like it. Yeah. Well, you could, you could hedge if they're up to nothing, right. Right. Uh, to, to get the plus four ten. Uh, I'm at plus one forty. So I'm, I'm locked into a three Oh or, or three one. All right, Harry. I, I should tell you a story. Harry used to be a big, big giant Braves fan in the eighties, <laughs> and Dale Murphy, and uh, Bob Horner, and all those guys. Right, um, big fan. And because in Oswego, that was the only cable channel you could get. Right, you had to like um, put like hangers on your TV, and eventually somehow you could get TBS. You're going Braves. Your old team plus one and a half. Yeah, I mean, uh, great job by the Braves. You guys mentioned the injury to Cunha Jr. when it, when he went down. Nobody gave the Braves a chance. It, didn't, uh, it was all the Mets talk at the time. Sorry, Sal. It was all Mets talk at the time winning the division. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go against you. I'm going to take the Braves plus one and a half, minus mm -hmm. 172. Uh, Sal, you mentioned both teams 
uh, for the series. Both uh, teams were three and three. He's doing double. it again. He loves the minus one seventies. Yeah. You find another, him a one seventy. Another show, him. another <laughs> minus one seventy. You're right. Um, right. Braves much better offensively in terms of home runs. Forty five more than the Brewers. I know the Brewers have better pitching staff. Um, probably a half run better ERA wise overall, but. I think the Braves are going to hang in there, win a couple of games, and plus the one and a half is a winner at minus 172. All right. The AL side, I believe this starts Thursday. Astros minus 124 over the White Sox for the series. I am going White Sox plus 106. Sorry, Jen Piacenti. Won the AL Central first time since 2008. Uh, actually, Tony LaRusso, manager, said you cannot predict any series in the postseason, so I don't even know why we're bothering here, but um, we're going to take a shot at it anyway, Tony. I get it. The Astros won. Five out of seven against the Sox this year. I'm a big Lucas Giolito guy. It's he and Lance Lynn for sure. Games one and two. And you got Dylan Cease and Carlos Rodon, who they're not sure of, still has shoulder um, soreness and some uh, some trouble there. So that keep an eye on that. But I'm still going White Sox here, plus 106. Um, look, you could probably, this probably goes five, in which case you may get better odds waiting. But I'll take them now. Randall's White Sox starting catcher has been electric. Since coming back in late August off the IL, Tim Anderson, dynamite player. Lewis Robert hitting 16 of his last 17 games. This is where I think the Astros get hurt. They ranked in the bottom third across baseball, allowing walks during the regular season. Not good in October. Um, this is true of both the starters and the relievers. It's the year of the old guy, Parley kid. Tony LaRussa, jump on board. Mickelson wins the U.S. Open. <laughs> yes. Belichick covered versus Brady a couple nights ago. Chalk one up, uh, a series win for the White Sox. Yes, yeah, Sal. I'm going to roll with the White Sox here, but I'm going to do it the White Sox in five. Uh, they get it done at plus 420. I, you know, I personally think, I know that maybe the stats, the, you know, the uh, don't really show it, uh, but I think lineup-wise, I don't know if anybody to me has a scarier lineup than the White Sox when everybody's mm-hmm. in that lineup. Uh, one through nine, that, that lineup scares me. I think they got some good power arms with Lance Lynn and Giolito, like you said, and Dylan Cease. I, I don't know. I think it's just their time. I think uh, who's who's rooting for the Astros besides Jen at this point, right? Uh, really? <laughs> I don't even think she is. Come yeah. on. We're, we don't want to see the Astros. Enough of the Astros. And we want to mm-hmm. hang on to the cheating scandal thing, right? They were only good when they were cheating. That's what I want right. to hold on to. So I, like that I think too. the White Sox – there's some juice here with this team. Tim Anderson, I think these guys are going to rise to the occasion. The power arms, uh, the starters, and out of the bullpen will be factors as well. Uh, and the White Sox under Tony La Russa, ancient, the ancient one, uh, mm. get it done. They beat the Astros, and they play the Yankees in the uh, the next round. There you go. All right. Although the Yankees uh, wouldn't even play them, I guess they wouldn't, right? So that's right. Yankees. I have meant to go, the, uh, in the, the in the uh, in the in the finals. ALCS. There you go. Brother, brother, you like them also? Well, plus one hundred six. Yeah. So I've been on the White Sox all season. I think that was like a pick I gave out multiple times between like the over wins and the World Series the last time. I do think they survived that that early stretch of the season where everybody on their team was hurt. I mean, they when you look at their lineup, they have a lot of great pieces there and they have the types of guys that you want in the playoffs right i feel like grandal you want up a bad anderson mm-hmm. like those are the guys at roberts even like i don't know i feel like they have more guys than the yankees do even that just guys that i feel like could get a clutch hit in the playoffs i do right. think the white Sox have 
Um, I think their white, the White Sox rotation is a little bit better. I think their bullpen is a little bit better. I know we might be underselling the the Astros here. A lot of it has to do with hate, but um, I do. <laughs> I, I could see something, you know, field of dreams wise, right? They they pulled off that big win against the Yankees early in the season. It might just yep. kind of be their their type of year. All right, Harry, you like the series to go long and plus three thirty for the Astros. Pretty good. Pretty yeah, Houston to, Houston to win uh, three games to two. Pretty good at plus the three thirty. Astros have won four straight division series, um, but the White Sox still, I think they're going to take a couple of games, got some play, playoff experience last couple of seasons. Uh, second uh, best ERA in the American League this season, but the Astros overall best batting average and most RBIs in the majors. I think they get it done three games to two at plus 330. All right, let's switch to boxing. We have Tyson Fury joining us in just a few minutes. He is an overwhelming favorite against Deontay Wilder in the trilogy. Minus 350, Wilder plus. 250 on the comeback. Uh, first bout was a draw. I've been on the wrong side every time. I had Wilder in the first match, uh, and it was a draw. I had Wilder in the second one. He looked like crap. He got knocked out. This one, I'm taking Fury by knockout. Minus 110. Saturday night, T-Mobile Arena. Um, you know, maybe we'll have more clarity talking to Tyson in a few minutes, but I bet he's going to say he's going to win. I just have a hunch he's gonna he's gonna pick himself. Neither's fought in 19 months. The last fight was against each other. Those are critical months. We have no idea what's showing up, right? And maybe you should wait till the weigh-in to see what's going on. But both added 20 pounds for the second fight, <clears throat> not including a ridiculous costume, which added another 20 pounds for Wilder <laughs> that he uh, complained about. They don't like each other. These two Wilder called Fury an effing cheater a couple days ago. Like I said, I can't get on the right side of this. But if you trust that both are training and are at their best, I think it's a bad matchup for Wilder. Fury just has it. He knows how to clench. He knows how to close off his power. He leans on him. He tires him out. Eventually puts him out on the canvas. I don't know what round. I think he knocks him out. I'm taking minus 110. And you know what? Sign him up for another three fights because there's not really nothing else to see in the heavyweight division. I'm sick of Joshua and anyone else <laughs> who's been pretending. Uh, Parley kid, jump on. I know you got to go. You're going the other way, though. Yeah, well, Sal, look, I like Fury. I think I've won. I won money on Fury in the last fight. Uh, mm -hmm. I just, I just need to know, and we'll find out after this interview. Um, and I, I won't say it to his face, so don't please don't tell him I'm picking against him. Okay. But <laughs> at the same time, I, I think I need to know if he's how motivated Fury is. Uh, I think that's all it is. If I think if he's been getting himself into shape and really training. Mm -hmm. I think he's the, obviously the better technical boxer, but I'm going to go mm -hmm. with Wilder because he still has a puncher's chance, right? He has an mm -hmm. excellent puncher's chance. I think at 250, I'll just ride with that, thinking that I think Wilder's got to be a little bit upset, a little bit motivated, maybe a mm -hmm. little bit more motivated than Fury to win this time around. So let's go with him at plus 250. And what is he by knockouts? What is... Uh, I got him by, by minus. Oh, Wilder by knockout. Wilder um, by knockout. What is it at this point? I took I took it off. Uh, yeah, so did I. I was trying to come up back up with that. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell Fury in a few minutes. I'm gonna say the parlay kid wants to know if you're motivated, and he's gonna chase you down. He's gonna find wow. you. He's I gonna mean, say he's gonna find you at Alfred University in the crowd, and I'll pull you. That's out why I will be. Saturday. I will be there this. That'll week. be. I was <laughs> plus plus. Plus three ten was a knockout. Yeah, Plus so three ten for if, a knockout. If Wilder yeah. wins, he's winning by knockout. So let's go. Let's take Wilder by KO. Plus three ten. Even though I'm still a Fury fan, I, I must. Mm -hmm. I just right. almost a fan of winning money. I got gotcha. you. 
All right, I'll explain it all to him. I don't I don't know how he's going to take all this, but you go. You take off. I know you got to go. Brother Bry and Harry, you are uh, arguing on opposite ends of uh, how long this fight will go. Bry, why do you like the over? I like the yeah, I like the over here at seven and a half. I think it's set a little bit low. Um, you know, Fury's the type of guy. I know he looked fantastic the last time against Wilder. By the way, I think we had I think we had Wilder on the pod, didn't we, last time? Right before he lost. Right, that, we did. Right, we right before he did. lost that fight. So I know. Feel a little too faced. This too. might be bad for Fury here coming in here. Might not have mm-hmm. luck, but yeah, Fury's <laughs> not necessarily a knockout artist. You know, I, I mean, I think that was. I don't know. I don't necessarily. I, I think this is going to go a little bit longer. I, I think Wilder's going to be a little bit. I think both guys are still going to be a little bit cautious. I don't think they're necessarily in this third fight going to come out trying to knock each other's heads off early on. Mm. Um, and I think Wilder uh, is not going to want to get embarrassed again, similar to that that second fight. I know he had a lot of excuses as to why he lost okay. that one. But just in general, I think while uh, Fury's just not, I don't know, he's really not a knockout artist. He's a guy who goes the right. distance a lot in his career. So I, 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 found, I feel like this is over seven and a half. All right, but I think I'm going to ask him, and I bet he says he's going to knock him oh, out. I'm, sh- I'm sure. Have we ever asked anyone? They're like, yeah, I'll win by decision. No, <laughs> no, nobody's ever said that Probably in history, never, right? No. That's so funny. All right, Harry, you like the under. Uh, what leads you towards the under? Yeah, I do like the under. By the way, also, I do like Fury at minus 350. I won't, like, I won't make that my pick. It's a, it's a little bit of a uh, hefty price, but I do like under 7.5 at minus 108. Like you said, in, in fight number two, uh, Wilder got knocked down to the third and the fifth, and by the seventh, it was... Uh, uh, it was that was it. So I think this is going to be similar too. I don't think he's going to have enough juice here, and I think it goes under seven and a half. This might end in real early fourth or fifth. All right, there you go. Well, let's. Uh, I don't know why we're waiting so long. Let's bring him on, Tyson Fury. All right, our guest today is the WBC and the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. And on October 9th, we will finally get the trilogy between him and Deontay Wilder, the Gypsy King himself, Tyson Fury. What's happening, Tyson? All good in the hoods. Everything's going well. And uh, cannot wait for this fight, October 9th. You know, I wish, uh, I don't need if you, I don't know if you need to lose weight to make weight, but had I known you were going to be topless, I would have gone topless and then you would have vomited and, um, you know, you, you really, you could have maybe been down to 195 or something. Yep, 100%. <laughs> I want to uh, get into this. I can't wait for this fight. I imagine you can't wait for it either. You recently called Deontay Wilder, quote, a piece of shit bumfuck stick. Do you care to elaborate on that? It is what it says on the tin. There's nothing to elaborate. That's it, really? Okay, piece of shit. Okay. All right, yeah, I guess if I break it down, it makes sense. Now, this is the third time you fought Deontay Wilder since your first fight that ended in the draw, and then you beat him up. Has your view of him changed over the years, or is it the same as the first time you fought him? Uh, You know, I used to respect Deontay Wilder as a man the first time we fought. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I don't respect him. I think he's, like I said, he's just a piece of rubbish. I just, Is that right? Just an excuse maker, a useless dosser. Now, last last time he blamed his loss on fatigue because the costume he wore to the ring was too heavy, which sounds like something your kid would say on Halloween. Um, did you laugh at this uh, immediately? Did you, were you uh, He didn't intimidate you at all, right? Coming down the aisle with that... Uh, ridiculous uh, uh get up did yeah he? it's it's all it's all a load of nonsense you know i don't pay heed to what people say anyway because i've got a lot more things i need to be doing than looking at what other people are saying making excuses but i have heard all the excuses he got drugged his um suit was too heavy i didn't have my gloves on 
Oh, just there was that many stuff going on in the background. Um, it's not worth paying attention to or giving any airtime. So yeah, it's um, yeah. And, and meanwhile, disappointing, really, to say the least. Is that what it is? But yeah, because your ring entrances are phenomenal. Like last time you came in in a throne, and you're just a pure uh, showman. Have you put more thought into your entrances, or your? Or uh, your game plan for beating Wilder? Yeah, it's going to be um, a great ring entrance this time. Oh, a really good one um, planned. I actually put more time in thinking about what my ring walk was going to be than actually. Is that right? Game planning Deontay Wilder. You know, I think uh, that would instill more confidence in me as a better. Uh, if you're just caring about the ring, you, you already took care of what's in the ring. How do you get up for these fights? What do you want? Do you watch like old Mike Tyson videos? Who's your inspiration? Do you have a song you listen to? No, you know, I just work day to day. It's what I get paid to do. It's my job. I'm motivated mm -hmm. all the time. No matter who I fight. If I fight some guy, John Smith in the corner, it doesn't really matter to me. It's a Tyson Fury roadshow. It's not about who I'm boxing. It's all about me. And, mm -hmm. and I say, you know, I go in there, do my training, go in there, do the fight, come home, get ready for another one. Life goes on. What is the hardest thing for you to cut out when you're training? For me, it would be chip witch sandwiches, those ice cream sandwiches with the chips. What about you? You know, when I'm in training camp, I don't, um, I don't have any cravings for any, anything. Is that right? Yeah, no cravings at all. I eat five times a day, so mm -hmm. I'm well fed. I never go hungry. And I don't have any cravings for anything. And even after the fight, I don't really fancy anything either. There's wow. Not much, there's not much that I um, I want to eat after the fight. Yeah, I, I eat also five times a day, but I have cravings all the time. I, I'm doing something wrong. Um, I know you talked about wanting to fight Anthony Joshua. What was your reaction to him losing to Usyk the other day? Does that bum you out? Or is this like, all right, maybe I could fight Usyk for uh, as big a payday? You know, I um, I got my own business to worry about. I can't worry about other people's because Deontay Wilder is a lot more dangerous than Usek or Joshua. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but shit happens in life. And it's not how we get knocked down, but it's how we get back up again and keep moving forward. So That's right. And that's what it is. He's got to go back home, rebuild, start again, and uh, come back to the ring next time with a better game plan. And he'll yeah. probably still get beat. So <laughs> it's <laughs> what it is. What can you do? Shit happens yeah. in life. <laughs> well, on with it is right. And, you know, I can make small talk all day with you, but let's get down the brass tacks here. How am I making money off of you? You're minus 350. I don't even know if you know betting odds, but you have to lay $3.50 or pounds or so. I don't know how you do it, to win a dollar. So that's that's not a fun bet just to bet on you because you're a prohibited favorite. But a first round victory is 37 to one odds. To win in 60 seconds is 80 to 1 odds. Is there a round <laughs> I should be sh – should I be focused on a, a singular round or a group oh, of rounds? You know, I, I think it'll go before seven this time. You know, I got him out of there in seven last time, and I'm expecting it to go quicker this time. Before sure. seven. Before okay. Seven. Before, so rounds four through six is three to 1 odds. I think, uh, I think you're basically saying that. You toy with him a little bit. And maybe in the fourth and fifth, you lay it on, and maybe he doesn't even answer the bell in the sixth. Maybe something doesn't. like that. Something like that, yeah. I love it. All right. I'm going to come back and talk to you if it doesn't happen like that. Either way, good luck, Tyson. Thank I you. I appreciate it. Good luck, and we'll be watching. Appreciate it. All right. There you have it. Between four and six rounds, he says he's going to get the job done. About to lose money on another uh, prize fighter who's promising us something. I don't know. Babyface Joel Solomon shaking his head here. But for him, and for the degenerate trifecta and spaghetti and meatballs, that's another episode of Against All Odds. I'm Sal saying so long.
and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.